What's going on, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the One and Done Film Club. Off season, it's the off season. Uh, we're back, and this time we've got another wacky, silly idea for you. Uh, but this time we actually do want to watch a movie with you, so it's a little bit of our, you know, our regular sauce, but also some secret sauce. It's a whole crazy combination. Um, a combination, of course, though, that I could never make alone. I will introduce you now to the illustrious, legendary, uh, sought-after professionals that join me in this endeavor. Uh, first up, coming live from the glitz and the glam of Hollywood Boulevard, baby. <laughs> the Imperial Senate Podcasts, <laughs> Nikki Kumar with a water bottle every time you leave his apartment. Absolutely. It's all about manners over on the West Coast, baby. <laughs> Oh man. And then and then getting ready to perform at Austin City Limits. Or actually I'm told that he is actually wait, hold on, production no he's actually not performing. Uh he might be attending though, but uh he is the creative heart and soul of as far as I'm concerned of the entire state of Texas. It is Reed Devaney of the Babble Bubble. Man, what a what an introduction right there. I don't know if I want to be the heart and soul of the state of Texas. We're not we're not doing so hot right now, you know. So if I am, I'm failing or I'm I'm representing bad stuff. We're not getting vaccinated. You don't want people to vote. Events are getting canceled. So yeah, I'm gonna pass that on to the next guy. Maybe maybe I'm the heart and soul the state of Texas deserves. Just or needs right now, but doesn't deserve. I, I don't know. Exactly. Butch butcher the quote. <laughs> no, you're like uh like Theoden King when when he was being corrupted by outside influences you just need an old man and all white to come and you know oh, free much. you i, I feel that you know keep keeping with the uh you know lord of the rings comparison i definitely have some of that bilbo action going on right now like like butter spread too thinly over bread oh scrape, yeah scrape that butter yeah, baby scrape <laughs> I need a holiday, man. I tell you, um, Bil- Bilbo, the the icon for men in their twenties. <laughs> <laughs> like really, like a hundred and eleven, eleventy one, rather eleventy one. Eleventy first, you know, yeah. That's, twenty. That's like twenty seven. You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. In human years, so it's like, hot damn. Like I got, I had one good adventure, and I've been burnt ever since. Uh, you know that's the, that's the noise I make to like a golden opportunity that I that just passes me by. Oh man, that's so good. Why are there no like specifically Funko Pops of specifically that Bilbo? Uh, like, no, th- no, thank you. Freak out, Bill. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh man, we all remember seeing that uh, for the first time. Uh, <laughs> we will not though be diving into a Lord of the Rings movie yet, yet. Uh, that time. is going to come up in the future of the show. Today is a special project, though, entitled The One and Done Film Club Rejects. And the way that that is going to work is that they are there's an entire list that Reed has kept of films that were never pitched. And then one of those. And again, not, not just never selected, never pitched. So it's a specific crop. And out of those today, we will be doing a deliberation and a special commentary. Somebody essentially will get into the club under reject status, a little bit of a, a wild card type system. So every franchise is represented here with the exception of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, 
because those were all pitched uh, in a, in a three-way dance as it were. Um, so we have some options here. So did we come up with a way that we would be pitching this time? Yes. I believe uh, we did. Yeah. Nick, Nicky will be picking first because he, by way of tiebreaker had the least number of films. Just say I'm a loser. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> you know, good Nick. Good then, it's, then, then, then it's me. And then Alden with you as the leader of, of season one, you get to, you get to come in last. It's a reverse pole okay. position action going on here it's like isn't that like how they do snake drafts and stuff it is yes nikki nikki is coming in as the as the new york jets haas if they did things in reverse order (laughs) of f1 oh yeah all righty well nikki if you'd like now to kick us off all righty um yeah guys there's a actually quite a hefty amount of options um, throughout this whole thing. So it was pretty hard to think about what to do. I didn't, I don't know if I was like super passionate about any choice because there were so many. Um, but I figured I could eat, I could go my, with, with like an absolute favorite or I could go with a movie that I despise. And I decided to go down the middle. Um, and Mm -hmm. I picked this one because I think we talked about it a little bit, but I don't think it made it into the final edit because we had a a long episode and stuff had to go on the cutting room floor. So because of that, I figured this could be a fun option, a little bit of everything surrounding this movie. So I will be submitting for the rejects episode pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides <laughs> mm. Mm. yeah there was a conversation that was a deleted scene it's a deleted scene you know it's a <laughs> wacky movie it's you know it's it's pirates so it's you know it's fun still mm-hmm. um and you know it's it's chill and and you know i think that was the other thing i was like you know we're recording this you know much earlier than we normally would do a movie recording so I was like, I need something a little easier in the morning. <laughs> More of a lunch movie. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't go, you know, I get a lighter meal, cheaper menu, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's, it's not, not too heavy, you know. So. No, no, I think that oh, that's yeah. perfect. So, yeah, I feel that. Exactly. So I think it'd be a fun watch. I, I look forward to hearing what you guys have to, to bring. But yeah, hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Hmm. I'm gonna chew some almonds and think about that one. All right then. Reed? All right. So uh, I'm the next batter up. I'm similar, you know, to Nikki. There were a lot of good options. There was one I, I was about to pick, but I decided not to for a variety of reasons. I won't say those reasons, and then Alden, you pick it because I don't want to already preemptively discourage. But I'm gonna go uh, kind of a wild card here, one that you wouldn't expect from me. I've never seen this movie. But I've seen a lot of stuff directed by the person who directed it, and that's why I think it's worth an inclusion. And that is Mission Impossible 2. And my reason for that is pretty straightforward, and that's the fact that it was directed by John Woo, who is an all-time great director coming out of Hong Kong and China. He's done a lot of truly stellar martial arts films, and I feel like we don't really have the best opportunity to get him in here 
You know, like for instance, we, you know, JJ Abrams for Mission Impossible was flirted with, but there's going to be other times to see JJ, you know, going on there. But, you know, John Woo doesn't touch much in the realm of franchise unless you're looking at the Asian market. And, you know, the one and done film club is kind of a white man's club right now in terms of what directors we have in there. I think it's nice to, you know, throw in a little bit of a diversity card. So I'll just go ahead and try to play that in his favor. So, you know, that's it. And like I said, I've never seen it. So first, first time experiences on the show have proven to be fun. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but nobody mm-hmm. wanted to watch the Ryan Coogler movie. I put it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. The, the, the cancellation, cancellation of the one and done just film. Got, just, shot, just shot down. <laughs> oh, it was a good oh, run. Man. It was a good run. Ooh, we, got some, we got some contenders so far here. We got some contenders. I must say, as I look at this list, uh, my first gut reaction is a special shout out to Scary Movies 2, 4, and 5 which did not have a, a shot in the dark, really. Um, but God bless you for getting in the conversation. God bless each and every one of the people involved making this scary movie. <laughs> You're in the room, franchise. baby. You're in the you room. Ma- you you were turned it. away at the door. An no. elite, elite conversation here. Um, and I will say that I did have initial thoughts of something like On Stranger Tides. Now... With that said, and with it already being on the table, I would jump over to another film that I think does merit some conversation in terms of what we like to do, in terms of analyzing worlds and things like that. And that would actually be The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's a movie that I thought about a lot, and we went to a very different time in our Dawn Treader conversation for the Narnia characters, and you know, a, a time post this transition where the, the core, you know, Pevensey family is sort of the afterthought now. They're, they're fallen already into legend. Whereas now um, we have the opportunity with these rejects to go back to the beginning, see a wholesome, again, I was thinking similar, like those, those lunch vibes, like it's not too heavy on mythology, even though I love something like a Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, like, it just ain't the right time of day for that right now. Like that's <laughs> a, it's, it's super long. It's heavy. Uh, I think that this is a light, fun, great adventure movie. And I think it is a great reminder of uh, why that franchise I think deserves another shot. And I mean that in terms of like somebody please do it again. Don't let that franchise just sit for years untouched. There we go. I think we have three excellent choices. All three, you know, three good directors to consider, you know, new, all new faces. That was the reason I didn't pitch in Indiana Jones. I wasn't going to say anything, but I feel like mm. we've already got, we've already got Steven. We may see him again. So, you know, let's, let's give him, you know, let's give a chance for some new guys. We got some Spielberg, like, you know, he, he might show up again. He in might, this podcast. might show, you know, like, who, who knows? knows, who knows, but um, no, I think this is good. I mean, you know, we've got Andrew Adamson, Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe, who did Shrek, a Shrek movie, you know, so my man knows how to tell a story. Oh yeah, and uh, I already spoke about John Woo, and I think On Stranger Ties was by the guy who did Chicago, right? Uh, yeah, Mem- yeah, in Memoirs of a Geisha, so kind of a critically acclaimed person to put a, a fresh spin. So all all bringing some awards in there. Yeah. If- all right, go ahead. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, you go ahead with 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 a statement. I was going to already say where I would oh, maybe okay. pitch a little bit, but you you. No, yeah, I was going to say. I know um, 
Lion Witch and Wardrobe made it into like the last round of my cuts. So I I also that was also very much a vibe I was feeling. Um, I gotta say Mission Impossible 2 I didn't think about. Hmm. Uh, I think that's also because I've not seen it also because it has a reputation of not being great. But that's not to say it's not great. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen it. So I, I, what do I know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't think about that. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's a it's it, this is almost like this is like a weird prequel situation almost where it's like I don't have really anything to say about either of them. It's like mm-hmm. the the inverse, like the same side of that coin, um, of like yeah, I don't really know yet. So mm-hmm. I'll let I'll let I'll let you shift the the scales a little. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll just say that. On Stranger Tides, I don't, I don't dislike it. A lot of people think I do because I say it's my least favorite, and I say that like I very strongly believe it's my least favorite of the pirates. Um, but I do think it has some good moments, and I, I like the b- both of them have that kind of swashbuckling, fun adventure element to it that I, I, I think could work. Like I said, Mission Impossible Two may or may not. Who, who knows? I just wanted to throw something random into the ring. I'm not fighting for that, so I'll go ahead and withdraw that. I guess I'm, you know, leaning toward, but I felt like it deserved, I don't know. Sorry, John. <laughs> Sorry, John Woo. <laughs> you and Ryan can. We'll do, we'll do some like triad cinema. I'm sure we can get a nice one and done. We'll, we'll, we'll make something, something good, but not, not today. Unless anyone's terribly disappointed. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good with uh, on Stranger Tides. I don't know. The, the pirates string has been plucked for me on my accordion which doesn't have strings, but you get the point, so. The key has been tapped. <laughs> the key has been tapped. You're feeling, uh, you're feeling some yo-ho. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, yeah, I'm good with either of those. Again, like, I was thinking about, I was thinking about On Stranger Tides, and I, it's a movie that I've seen once, maybe twice, uh, and I remember being a defender. I remember being like, oh, Pirates 4 is good, <laughs> Pirates 4 is good, like, it was fun. It was kind of like a return to the first one. Like, you know, it's not as good as the first one, but it, it, it's not bogged down. It's a new adventure. It serializes it a little bit. So I remember having those conversations and I, I'd be down to um, relitigate some of that and see if I'm like, never mind, it's bad. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Take it back. I think I was kind of the same with Pirates 4. It was definitely like, not, not in terms of necessarily quality, but sort of like the return to to form mm-hmm. of like, you know, just sort of like almost like a one-off adventure. Like, it was like a like epic the entire yeah. time. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I was also pretty into it. Um, I thought the new characters were also really great with Penelope Cruz and Ian McShane. Um, and then also, I think I, I picked, I think I picked that one over Lion, Witch and Wardrobe also because I've not seen it that many times i think i've probably only seen it once the whole way through. Mm-hmm. i yeah I, i've seen it twice i definitely enjoyed it more a second time like i said i, I didn't dislike it it's yeah. just wasn't it's, it's i just don't think it's the best of them but no i say i say we're good i think pirates yo ho ho feeling we feeling it <laughs> i think this is it guys i think it's time to i think it's time to embrace a little bit of penelope cruz in our lives a little bit of uh, Jeffrey Rush returning and um, yeah. some Ian McShane, who we love. 
And uh, yeah, I think this is it. I think Pirates will be the first franchise, making a little bit of podcast history here, by way of the reject wild card to get in there twice. There we go. Um, which I think is somewhat fitting of the character of Jack Sparrow to weasel his way back in one more time. And and only the even movies. Oh. <laughs> what? <is a> Star <laughs> Trek situation. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, this is going to be an exciting one. I believe this one is still chilling on Disney+. Plus. We'll confirm that during the break and then when we come back. Because um, one of them is not on there, but um we'll let you know when we come back and uh yeah we'll see you guys right after these messages thanks for joining us on the rejects episode catch you on the other side remember when russell crowe and denzel washington were up for an oscar nearly every year and nickelback graced the radio on the daily well buckle your boots and mosey on down to the babble bubble a bi-weekly y2k podcast Available wherever podcasts are found. Have you already explored all the Imperial Senate Podcast's regular content? Well, journey over to our Patreon, where you can listen to the hit show, The Sacred Jedi Bricks. Do you love commentaries? Do you love Lego Star Wars? Then come join us over on Patreon. Hey, it's Alden Diaz here to tell you about Octo Radio. It's an interview show that I do exploring the different passionate Star Wars perspectives from artists, writers, crafters, and even other podcasters, plus even some people straight from Lucasfilm. So you can come hang out on my podcast island and celebrate the Star Wars ties that bind us together. Oh yeah, what the pork said. You can follow us everywhere on social at A-H-C-H-T-O Radio. That's Octo Radio, and follow me at A-D underscore Strider. Yo ho ho and a bottle of RAM. Get your computers ready because this thing ain't on Disney Plus. You gotta pay for it unless you have stars. It's hey. on Amazon though, people, which we didn't know before we picked it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so we just got this on Amazon Prime here Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. This is a, an adaptation of, I think, a French novel to some degree or another, which is kind of unique. Uh, it's the one that is most based on existing legend so it'll be cool to see how this ties into stuff parlay <laughs> anyway <laughs> that was my contribution I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed it you sound just like him so i'll count us in everybody if you're on amazon or if you got the dvd or whatever your situation is we're gonna go in three two wait one second i realized i, I queued it up but i queued up the trailer oh the movie. Whoa. Whoa. man it's so short it's like a one minute short ass movie. there we go okay i got it all right, All right. We, can do the, we can do the countdown. Here we go. In three, two, one, play. Here we go. We back, so, baby. We're back. We got Disney here. This was uh, the first entry of the 2010s. And uh, it had been, uh, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, four years. And it felt good. I remember being really excited to get back to this because I, I do love three. So for mm. me, the franchise was at a, gr- a great point when it, it stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one does, you know, even though it is a, more of a solo adventure and it's not part of the overall Davy Jones storyline, um, it does spin out of the end of three of the setup of the fountain and all that. So yeah. on that map. So there is a little bit of continuity. 
Now, I think we talked about this last time we did a Pirates film. Was this the first one to use the special Disney Castle intro to make it pirate mm. theme? Because I think the second one didn't. We were debating whether the third or the fourth did. And I, lo- I do love the use of the, the flag and everything. Yeah. It, it might be. And also, isn't, didn't we also discuss, possibly off air, that this is one of the most absurdly expensive movies ever made? <laughs> it is the most expensive movie ever made. It's in, ridiculous. In, in history. That's amazing. It's ridiculous. And it doesn't even have anything in it that is closely Ew. as impressive, like CG-wise, as Davy. So you would think that it would be cheaper, but... Mm-hmm. Just a lot of mermaids. <laughs> that mermaid budget. Honestly, right? And who is the... Let me, let me take a look at the cast here, because we had some faces that at the time I didn't know, but since then they've been in things. Mm-hmm. Um like Sam Claflin who plays little missionary guy Philip the missionary he was yeah. recently uh Mycroft in Enola Holmes Yeah he's popped up in a few things recently He does years. a truly astounding job in Peaky Blinders Oh okay He shows yeah. up later and he plays um who's the famous fascist in Britain Mm. Oh, I know. Um, Oswald Mosley, and he mm, does yeah. a brilliant job. He plays effectively the villain of that uh, fifth season. <clears throat> I, I do love the Spanish in this film. The, the Spanish yeah. people. They uh, get some oh, good yeah. Spaniard action in this movie, <laughs> which uh, which is missing in a lot yeah. of other ones. You keep hearing about it. So this was actually Sam Claflin's first feature uh-huh. that makes sense yeah look I, who's I remember him being like a, yeah. like, <laughs> that's his new podcast who's <laughs> gonna pitch it to him yeah. people also uh, know him from uh hunger games right <clears throat> yeah i remember him being like a, a hot new face and then i they did it again with um dead man tell no tales where i think that's brendan thwaites who's now also getting roles and stuff like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh is he the the, the son yeah, he plays he plays Robin, right? Or he's not, in Titans. Like, yeah, yeah, Dick Grayson. I guess at this point he's he's Nightwing. Um, and then the the new female lead, Astrid Burgess Frisbee, um, who's French Spanish actress and model. She hasn't been in many films. Um, some foreign films that I have not seen. She was in King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Her most recent appearance was in The Vault, a Spanish action thriller. Um, but I remember her being likable in this we'll see when we get back mm-hmm. to the character the late uh richard griffiths oh, oh fantastic yes. oh, i remember so this was a really this was a really bold choice for pirates of the caribbean the first two first three places we see are you see spain and then you move over to london you know this mm. is starting off very european yeah for sure which i i think i appreciate it again it's a standalone but it is you know building off of off of the established world in the same mm-hmm. way that the inverse of like Curse of the Black Pearl standalone, but sets up two other movies. So at mm-hmm. the end of three, you set up the Brethren Court. We see so many other countries. We see the world's pirates sort of unite. So now you could see a little bit of that world. Yeah. Because it doesn't... It's um, Mr. Gibbs. <laughs> doesn't Keith Richards come back in this one? He does. He does, he does very yeah. briefly in a bar scene. Yeah. And I forget who plays his uncle in the fifth one. Is it's not? It's isn't it Paul McCartney? It is Paul McCartney plays oh, his uncle yeah. in the fifth one. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, Gibbs, great character. 
Ah, great character reveal coming up in just a moment. Yeah, he's got consistently great entrances. Yeah, from the coffin in the second one. Coffin. The third one is a little bit, you know, some people don't like that weird <laughs> afterlife sequence, but. Which Joshua me is such a good one instead of Joshua you. When they get all together, is it Joshua we? <laughs> Joshua never heard of her. Oh. <laughs> what a mockery of the, of the English <laughs> I love that this is you could just like hang out in the gallery and cheer for death. Nice little silent period here as we see what happens know, right? to old Mr. Gibbs, you know. This is <laughs> always waiting for the dramatic moment, you know. We're just really to... waiting for it to drop. <laughs> Excellent uh, costume design per usual. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. He got to tell his family he landed a role in Pirates of the Caribbean and he was just gagged in a closet. Oh, that's how you know he's a pirate. Uh, they're all in on it. So I wonder, you know, what within the within the pirates canon has happened to the the East India Trading Company? You know, has business. it has it been privatized, or I mean, not not privatized. I guess public, where the state assumed control over it you know we get we gotta get james vaughn to see if there's an alternate history going on here with that mm. yeah because they were still very much a, a thing well into well past this time period right mm -hmm. i mean they were dicking around like 1840s i think probably uh, so um the king is george the second so yeah we're, we're like we haven't even had a revolution yet oh man but Carolina is referenced here. We got the colonies because they do say because yeah. they do assume Blackbeard has been killed in Carolina by this point, which does right, fit right, the right. historical accuracy. I love also the way that they're establishing the characters here. Like they, they haven't like like we haven't seen them in a while. They haven't mm -hmm. seen each other in a while because at the mm -hmm. end of three, Barbosa has the pearl, correct? Mm -hmm. He took it again, and then Jack was on the little dinghy with the the map. Yeah, and I love that. It's like you know the him having listened for legends of the pearl and for word of any news and it's just a good way to get sort of reset the board um also being a big like i love looking at like how costumes change either in superhero movies or different things like that jack's pretty consistent across all of these but this was the first one where they definitely made him blonder yeah the hair was one of the first things he's got I way more blonde that. hair and and some less like he still has dreadlocks but like some of his hair is just more out and straight shows a little bit of passage of time i guess 
going through a phase, a highlights phase. Ooh, I hate how finally a decent reaction to like that in a movie versus like, oh, I got hit by something. Let me pass out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Either I always you, think that. You, <laughs> it's like it just hurts. Yeah. It yeah, actually like, made me unconscious. And like the the show, like a show that does that so well, and by so well I mean so poorly, is Lost. It times out perfectly. You get whacked out for the perfect amount of time. Oh yeah. Before you have to wake up, like on cue, like oh, does it need to be two hours? Does it need to be you know an hour yeah. and a half? Mostly, it's just either you're dead or out. <laughs> I was watching um, <laughs> Princess Bride the other day, <laughs> and when he like when Inigo and and Wesley fight, and he like just knocks him out by hitting him on the head. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I bet. Like, I feel like if that was me, my luck, I'd just feel it and be like, "Ow, goddamn it, <laughs> that hurt!" Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna try to steal that pastry. This is me at the uh, Holiday Inn Express breakfast. I've <laughs> 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 already had too many cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Here we are talking character design. Yeah, this is just a great, great depiction. <laughs> it's just like the most gluttonous. <laughs> Which is funny because it was the fourth who was the real glutton out of the the Georges. I mean, George the fourth had gout and had to take all sorts of medicines to go through it. That was Kyburn. Oh my god. Hey, what up? It's Kyburn from Game of Thrones. People that are watching along the... Uh, to the left of the king there. Or the, to the king's left, rather. He's familiar, too. I feel like he's played a cop. He's in a lot of stuff. Or a lot of BBC yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's in a lot of, like, uh, crime shows. I think he's in... There's no point referencing it. <laughs> it's kind of... It's not too specific. Uh, but, yeah. Like He's Wallander's partner, I think, in that. Yeah, show. I think there's a there's a popular series called Morse, like Inspector Morse, mm. and I think they did a prequel series of that where he's like a young detective, and I think that actor is like his mentor. Um, Oh, he's so good at this. This short little role. Yeah. Very, very befitting. <laughs> a little... <laughs> yeah. A little ear blocking. <laughs> it must be so much fun to be that kind of actor where it's like, we need you for 10 minutes. I'd love that. Like, I just adore you. Can that. you just come in and do a scene? <laughs> That's a great life. Uh, here we go, the Spanish. Uh. <laughs> Some melancholy Spanish monarch. <laughs> A Catholic gave <laughs> eternal life. <laughs> it's the most life. realistic thing in this franchise. The, <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so great to see like real motivations. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that Jack, as we saw before he went for the pastry, that he's already figured out his way out of the room. Mm -hmm. that he, he looked around for a minute it's like because we rarely get to see jack alone plotting oh 
good character outfit redesign going off the whole oh yeah on blonde i mean this was this a, is a, a great bold, reveal. A bold choice is he a privateer now is that the thing yeah yeah <laughs> oh he's just relishing this and it's like it's such a a slap like I guess I could see the argument of like, oh, we just wanted to have a familiar character. That's why you changed him so much. But like, really, like, he, he, Barbosa is a survivor. You know, he's literally mm-hmm. cheated death, as has Jack. Um, and to now be back and to have betrayed all of pirates is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great facial <laughs> acting. <laughs> This is a real like F you moment to the fans who are expecting that, you know? I know, right? It's like and saying that, the Millennium Falcon was blown up. Not my pirates. <laughs> did you guys ever feel like he was lying about that? About the Pearl? I did. You know, um, I, I couldn't believe something could happen to that yeah. he would have let it sink, you know. Yeah, and we possibly know he, like maybe because of marketing, it's just the kind of thing where you're like, oh, someone else has it, or but. And what's great about like guns <laughs> of the time the chair. is that I it love- enables him to do this. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the oh, brilliant. Oh, just I think Barbosa is very interesting in this scene that he doesn't bother to try to chase it at all. You know, he just sort of watches it unfold. He knows the game, right? Yeah. Kinda like, mm-hmm. it's just perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Perfect representation of their <laughs> relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna let him do. So, uh, so Nikki, uh, you you lived in London. Oh you, yeah. You, you you could probably pull off an escape route. What what does he do next? Where, where should he go? Well, any any betting man would get down to embankment, <laughs> find himself a nice fast ship. <laughs> a nice fast ship and a winch with a good caboose. Wait a minute. <laughs> Well, there's definitely a lot of like set pieces. Yeah, very clever use of of space in this yeah. movie, and you see it multiple times, not just in London, but like when they go to Ponce de Leon's ship, for instance, mm. later on in the jungle. Mm. I think that's really clever. Um, when they go to the Spanish camp, I think it's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
I did not remember she was in this fucking movie. For the life of me, I can't even believe what I just watched. <laughs> oh my god! Well, when you bring in Academy, you know, nominated talent. I mean, like I said, the man did Chicago. The man did Memoirs of a yeah. Geisha. You know, was... he recently did a Mary Poppins Returns, and he's it's doing the, the Little Mermaid. It's the prestige yeah. class, you know. Disney loves the gay. I cannot believe that that just happened. Like, how did I forget that? This is like, this is peak Obama era cinema. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to describe it. Heading into that second term. That second term, like, societal, just like, we had this down. <laughs> Fucking Judy Dench in the Pirates movie. <laughs> <laughs> we won. It's fine. Put her in. <laughs> Little did uh, we know that the, the the anti, you know, British sentiments here would be inspiring the Tea Party movement in the United yep. States. And, you know, some yep. some stolen imagery, but it's we didn't know what this movie was unleashing. That's the problem, you know. It's it's as complex as the human condition. Oh, so she was in Rob Marshall's movie Nine with Daniel Day-Lewis and all that. So they oh, must okay. be friends. Oh, also so a musical? Yeah. That had Penelope Cruz. That had Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. That movie was very, 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 very Italian and over the top and all that. So, yeah, it was probably just a... I think that was the thing he did before this. Yes. So he probably finished up that and then went and shot this and probably offered her a cameo. Come get Johnny Depp all over you. Hmm. Relatable. <laughs> oh, shit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of scallywags. His like hand bit of like you know rubbing his coke nose and whatnot. <laughs> <Coke> <laughs> Definitely not directorial choices. Very much by the by the actor. For sure. So here's the question: Do you think his dad knows? That Penelope Cruz is pretending to be him and he's just messing with his own son? Or is he as ignorant about the situation as Joshamy and Jack? Like, is he setting up his son to have a yeah. little. I think he must know because Angelica is an old flame. Mm -hmm. So you'd think he would know, like, at least of her, maybe from when they were younger. I don't know if they were kids or teens or whatever. No, she was, an, she was a nun. <laughs> I believe she was sent to a convent. That's what it was? Okay. 
Yeah, but I, I get the vibe that he's been hanging out at least in this location long enough to have already sussed her out. This guy's another actor who's been popping He is. Up. I always get it wrong. It's not Stephen Root. It's not Stephen Graham. It's but he's been in, he's like in the Damn United. He plays a Leeds player in that. Mm. He plays Al Capone what in Boardwalk Empire. Definitely it is Stephen Graham. It's, that's Stephen Graham. Okay, yeah. I always get all the Stevens mixed up. Um, yeah, he's in. He, does he show up in like Guy Ritchie stuff? Or is that another guy? <laughs> another guy. Everyone um, in English shows up in the Guy Ritchie stuff in yeah. some capacity. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, but he's uh, kind of another guy who sort of came out of this, I think, pretty big. Yeah, well, it's, he's, he was a holdover, I believe, one of the few from this movie into the fifth one. Mm-hmm. You know, this a movie great was name. Such, <laughs> Scrum. Such a, <laughs> Scrum. Yeah, this movie was such an anomaly, you know, in the sense that you've lost a lot of, you know, you, you lost a lot from three to four and then lost them again and picked up old people. Yeah. <clears throat> I gotta say, I really like the character of Angelica. Underrated. Definitely. And just also, what an what a old flame to have had. <laughs> For real, yeah. It, it makes it, it, it so makes well. almost. It's just like it's like how how did this happen? Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think we'll find out she was in a convent, and he he corrupted her. He corrupted her. Yeah, something along those lines. And again, what they've done here in this first act is they've kept like the stakes small you know small enough like there is the lingering like you know the, the spanish looking for the the fountain of youth so there is like a fantasy story at play but for jack it's just the streets of london trying to suss out an imposter like that's mm-hmm. that's about it whereas two began you know with the the heart of davy jones and you know the pelagostos and now and then three was the davy jones locker that immediately feels like a smaller movie mm-hmm And this whole scene kind of has a nice shout out of sorts to, um, you know, the very first sword fight between him and Will Turner. Yeah, up in the rafters. Yeah, and yeah I can see that for sure. A little fire. Some choreography going <laughs> yeah. on there. They also do a good job of obscuring her face. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you, maybe you're, you know, a kid and you didn't know or, you know, you didn't watch any trailers. No. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is Sloki before Sloki. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no. Can you imagine if she kept the stash on the entire film? What that would do to that would have been people. bold cinema. Like yeah, that would have been a bold man. choice for sure. Hello. <laughs> man, that cleavage, that mustache, man. <laughs> Would have been a real combo. 
So that's such a great character moment. Mm-hmm. It's not the impersonation. It's the inaccuracy. Yeah. <laughs> Penelope Cruz, she is easy on the eyes. I will tell you, like, if you're going to, you know, effectively, you know, for the female lead formula, replace Kira Knightley, you could do worse. And also she came into, I mean, obviously because of time, but she comes into this role with like way more star power than Kira Knightley did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Kira coming in almost as an unknown for sure. Yeah. Not an unknown, but had done movies like well, like Bend It Like Beckham and things like that. But did did Penelope Cruz already have some like Oscar nominations? I think she already has. Yeah, Vicky Cristina Barcelona by this point. Yeah, and I think she's already like critically acclaimed. She did not need this. No, not at all. She <laughs> not yeah, at she all. she was a thing, and she's uh I you know I think they were already married. She's married to Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. And so they took turns doing these. What? She's like, you should totally do this. <laughs> oh, what see, a blast. <laughs> there we go. In a Spanish convent, she's about to take her vows to be a nun. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Which is interesting because it's like this iteration of Blackbeard is all about, you know, like he does like black magic and stuff. Isn't he like a voodoo sword? Well, that's um, yeah, that's that's a big driver for him in the movie. Is yeah. he wants to try to be free of his sins. Yeah, and, and so it's like for her to have been on that journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I like going back uh, just a few minutes in the, in the movie is I like how Scrum knows calls her my lady straight from the get go. It's no surprise. Yeah. yeah. So he was playing. It shows what a, actually like what a good confidant to the whole scheme he was. You know, just a nice little nod nod to his character, I guess. You know, a real hero of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> that was convenient. So, uh, so Nick, Nicky, ever go uh, ever go drinking at this uh, at this pub here, man? All the your time. Old, your old stomping grounds. I always said, get get to the river. <laughs> it's the river. You did it. Yeah. Now, now, question: Like, do you uh, do you go to Nando's beforehand or after this? You know. Like, <laughs> oh, you gotta. See, so you gotta dry off before you get your cheeky Nando's. You don't, you don't want that stuff soggy. No, you gotta you gotta be pretty dry for that. So yeah. It's the because you want, you want the sauce to do the moistening flavor. Exactly. Stuff, you know, not water. But of course you can order it without sauce. But why would you do that? You know, there's something to be said for you, like on on the side, little, little you know, little dip as you dip as you go. You know. True. True. I don't know. It depends. You know, different people have different size glands that react to uh, heavy amounts of of sauciness to it. It's all in the glands. It's all that's, in the glands. That's, I don't that's know. Gonna, so as we as we say in many episodes of this show, it's all in the glands. I remember seeing an in-depth preview of this movie on Regal First Look. Oh, yeah. At the time, it may have been called The 20. Mm. It was 20 minutes before the movie. And I just remember, you know how they sometimes have the talking heads? It's like, come see this movie for blank, blank, and blank. And it was, it was, uh, come see it for mermaids, magic, and zombies. They really played up the zombie element in the advertising for this movie, which I think is kind of funny because it's implied in the movie, but never really spoken out in... It yeah. didn't quite match the marketing expectation, which is fine. I'm not complaining. I just thought that was kind of interesting that that was something that at least Johnny Depp 
<laughs> still and i don't even when i think about this movie break. i don't even remember zombies to be honest no it's just like that guy right there and we'll see a few of them on the crew What is it like to be somebody now in the in the British Navy that has to work under Barbosa? You're like, how did I end up with the weird crackhead like expiring? That was my, that was my question. Is it is that guy next to him? Is he the guy from the other movies? The white wigged gentleman. Yeah, um, he almost looks like the guy who's like that. Was to be the best pirate. Oh, yeah, um, the guy that used to work for. Norman I don't know if it is. I feel like they give him more lines. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Gibbs here. This is, this is, this this is, is a Brody movie writing. This is a Brody moment in yeah. the <laughs> Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh my god, Gibbs and Brody. Wow, I never made that connection between them. They have very similar energy. <laughs> Specific, we're talking Last Crusade, Brody. Yeah, though. Last Crusade. Oh yeah, when he's like, you know, Brody is however far away from here yeah. already. <laughs> the man speaks two dozen languages. With any luck, he'll found the grail already. Gibbs got lost on his own ship. <laughs> Very true story, though. Very tragic, in fact. That one sentence. Right? Yeah. Common among English sailors, pirates, etc. Then they get scurvy. Mm -hmm. Half of those wonderful Australian Star Wars fans we love, same thing happened to their ancestors. <laughs> Think about it, you know, probably Andy Campbell's great-great-grandfather didn't pay his taxes, and look at them now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking on Andy. He's a good guy. His grandfather's probably a stand-up dude. Or a pirate. Or a pirate. <laughs> or a stand-up pirate. Uh, never pool fan, though, so. Everton. Everton. Jeez, Everton and Liverpool. I just put it together. Now, now we're really slandering his name. We're really <laughs> slandering his name. That's why that's why they shipped him out to sea. You gotta pick one or the other. Luckily Andy figured that one out. A little Premier Where does League the humor. Queen for, Anne's uh, Revenge people. rank for you guys. <laughs> A solid third. Well, I don't know, actually. Maybe fourth. For what it's cool. This, it's cool. The ship? You I said? assume pirate ships. You yeah. Mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, this, this is zombies, zombified. There we go. There's... I'm trying to decide if it's third or fourth. The thing is, the Pearl and the Dutchman. Pearl, Dutchman, Queen Anne's Revenge. I don't think there's a new one in five. Um, and then I guess, I big, you know, there's not. I was a big Interceptor stuff. fan. Yeah, Interceptor. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Executor, but it's not the Executor. <laughs> The Dauntless was in The Dauntless, yeah. Nice, nice vessel. I know, I just don't know the names of some of those cool looking ones in the third one, you know, well enough to warrant. Yeah, like Southangs. And there was a new ship in the fifth one, of course. I don't remember the name, but it was, oh, the, it was the ghost Bardem ship. Bardem ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a cool little <laughs> Lego set there. Jack Sparrow? <laughs> Do you know this pirate? I don't know. <laughs> Will you take him to me? Please, please. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Character? I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm. Captain the Salabar. Silent Mary. The no, the Silent, Silent Mary. Mary. Mm. Dude, Scrum's no, all about a good exposition. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just, yeah, the things that make them quote unquote zombies is just the costume. I mean, they're like, I, I don't know why I throw this in there. Her That's a trailer shot right there. It's steady as she goes. Somebody just wanted to go nuts in the costuming department. <laughs> like, just make them zombies. Right. <laughs> Her is a great word. Just want to say, put that out there. <laughs> Needs to be used more often. See, why throw that in there? I just, I just think it's so silly. <laughs> like, Maybe that was one of those things where it's like, Johnny was passionate about it, so they had to write it in. Like he got producer, he had producer power already. He's like, "There's gonna be zombies in this one." <laughs> I like zombies. Well, it's zombies. <laughs> Never got to do a zombie movie. There's gonna be zombies. Is okay. I don't. I haven't explored this thought yet, but I'm just gonna put it out here. Is there perhaps a thread or a video essay about the narrative roles? Or narrative similarities between Angelica and Kira. Uh, no, but I feel I feel that big time for sure. I mean, I think that she's definitely a woke. Jack, don't do it. Jack, Jack, oh, don't fall for her, Jack. Uh, yeah, a little I, bit of that old flame, scoundrelly, you know, out for herself and survival and. But, de- but tied yeah. to worse powers than she actually has herself. You know, they're like goals only half lining up kind of thing. This is not a half bad little ship here. I mean, you know, very much, you know, standard British uh, Navy. Of- the Providence. Oh, that was a nice look. <laughs> oh, is this my most I swear that's the dude. coming up? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this scene made me so upset. But then I've I've come to appreciate it at the time. Because you're like, oh boy. You just want that naval battle. Oh boy, <laughs> Look, there's three of them versus one. We get to see the magic. You know, Barbosa's yeah. the man. What does oh, yeah, he I'm... do with, like, the fullness of the of, of the English Navy? <laughs> His disposal. Look at these guns lining up. Oh. But then, I've like I said, I've come to appreciate it. It's, it is. It's a great uh, subversion of expectation. <laughs> Tell you, uh, D and D pay attention. This is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this dude too. Oh. They don't even care. Oh, okay. Someone will have to check the IMDb. I'm convinced those two guys are in the first one. I think that the guy, the guy he handed the telescope to, I, I'm pretty sure that that is the worst part. Or yeah. or whatever. and I think the other guy is the the one who's like looking through the the gla- the whatever thing at the end, and they shoot his hat off, and then 
his hat goes sliding on. They see the other dudes like mm. coming up the stairs. Someone will have to check the the uh, the cast list there. I I think yeah, this guy Greg Ellis has been in the film. Mm. Lieutenant Commander Theodore Groves. Dang, he got a name. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He shows up in Black Pearl, World's End, and uh, on Stranger Tides. Good for him. Good eye, man. Here we go. Then the other one, um, is this indeed the case? I just want to make sure I understand. Because they have this nifty little chart on Wikipedia showing the repeat actors. Yeah, the other guy as well. Damien O'Hare. Hmm. There you Lieutenant, go. Lieutenant Gillette. Gillette, that's the name. Yeah, Gillette. Yeah. yeah, it's got a bigger role than the other dude. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Again, that also just asks the question of like how they end up sort of out of the navy or not, you know, not quite navy, sailing under Barbosa. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah, because they're technically all privateers too. You wouldn't have put a privateer on top of you know, a, a fully. Mm. Yeah. And they still need to figure out how to do this franchise right when you put somebody in a turban. <laughs> <laughs> There's some, uh, yeah. Choices. <laughs> but I will say all the side actors in Pirates of the Caribbean are always great. Mm-hmm. All the bit. Oh, yeah, they bring it. They bring it for sure. This is also great scheming Jack because he knows this isn't going to work. Like, it's all just about trying to get Blackbeard out. Yeah. Like, he knows these guys are going to get their asses handed to them. But Jack Sparrow playing that 3D chess. Not 3D chess, more like roll six die game, whatever that one's called. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what's that four. game called? I don't even know. No one knows the rules, too. <laughs> <laughs> the one we all pretend we knew the rules, too, in, in high school. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, why is she sleeping in her boots and everything? And then I was like, well, I guess she kind of has to, like, if you're on a ship and something happens. But if it's real life... Uh, that was a good trailer shot too absolutely that's how you that's you know there's a fire-blooded latin you know let me tell you this uh jerry's all about jerry <laughs> this this era really nailed <laughs> this era really nailed the the baggy sleeves. I tell you that. Much. Oh hell yeah, man! <laughs> we goofed by phasing those out. See, the zombie guys and the magic of this ship is like only used in the first act, and then yeah, there's like and the magic like is like so. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's as well defined as like the Davy Jones magic. Like it is because it is. You know, it is his power set is his power set. He can make the ropes and stuff move like he does later. They're not even moonlight zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I prefer my Aztec gold. 
Aztec curse. Aztec gold. Need some lore to explain what's going on. <laughs> Clearly, was no plan here. It's like they don't even care. Let's find out what this lad's got to say. I'm with God. Can he do that? Is it? <laughs> it's a good moment. Holding on to his little Bible, my man. That, who's that one of the matrix twins on the right there with the white dreadlock <laughs> one of the, the merovingians dudes boom hello also disappointing <laughs> he deserves a better villain theme hello jonathan oh wait <laughs> Excommunicado. Which, oh yeah, here we go. I mean, other than a repeat franchise, Ian McShane now yeah, joins uh, Natalie yeah. Portman and Samuel Jackson. And they really, yeah, I think he does does deserve a better theme for sure. I mean, really, it's just like Karen Knightley. I should say, not Natalie Portman. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. it's just right. like a, you know a, a gong sound. He doesn't really even have yeah, a theme. Just kind of like menacing ambient sound. <laughs> But he does have a good look. I love that they did the flaming beard thing because that was what the historical Blackbeard did do. A lot of pirate historians believe that in actuality, Blackbeard likely never killed anybody. Mm. He was just a great theatrician and mm. knew how to show up on scene, vandalier, multiple pistols, shoot in the airs, and just be frightening looking. And that was enough. And he was very deliberate with what he chose to pick. And in terms of telling his victims what stories to tell. That in the end, him just showing up was enough. And then he was commanding a large enough fleet that, you know, he did have people underneath him who would indeed do violent acts. But Blackbeard, for all intents and purposes, probably never, at least in the grand fashion history has come to know him as popular history. He's never actually taken care of that. So just kind of fun. Um, Blackbeardian tidbit there. I love Touching that. Ian. I didn't know that about him at all. What does history have to say about his uh, ropes? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, this is also this is also kind of a nice night to him too because he famously was hung. And there's, mm. there's a famous drawing of his uh, his head hanging. Uh, I forget if he was hung and decapitated or if that was the happen. I think I said in our Dead Man's Chest commentary that this franchise doesn't have a sword, like a special sword. And I think this was probably their attempt at that. Mm. Yeah, that's like the Blackbeard. closest thing, yeah. Because even Jack's sword is pretty standard. The nicest sword you have is the one that Will makes that goes to Norrington. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is really the, the only empowered mythical sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did indeed look this up to double check it. The entirety of Blackbeard's crew were decapitated and their heads were hung off the masts of his ship. And so I think this is just a nice little... What a way to go. To real life Blackbeardian... I don't want to say legend because this is actual truth, but... You 
I feel like this character turned a lot of kids away from God. <laughs> <laughs> He's boring. <laughs> Just like, man, man, let the pirates pirate, my man. <laughs> why, why are you going to be such a buzzkill? <laughs> this is, you know, we're saying it. It's, it's the peak atheism of the Obama era. Yeah. <laughs> Blackbeard goes, He's all Latin blood like her mother. <laughs> Obama atheist. <laughs> <laughs> the priest is the, the manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> God. <laughs> manic pixie dream mermaid of uh, the Obama era. I like Blackbeard's uh, demeanor and his, you know, like how he said, like, twice today I find myself bewildered and, like, just, mm. like, he seems so, like you said, Reed, like, in control through this theatricality, how he said every now and then I have to kill someone. And he seems very, like, not as bothered as, like, Barbosa or Davy Jones in terms of the villains of these movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good... He's a good addition to that that roster to bring something new or different. Yeah, so they have this kind of like theme going on briefly with the you know the heavy, heavy deep brass, but it's just it's just not there. Who did the score for this movie? Or was it still Harry Gregson Williams? I don't. It is. Let's look. Oh, it's still Hans Zimmer. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm, I don't mean to say homie mailed it in. This was Hans. Yeah, this was Hans but, in that little, that brief this, period. This is his mail-in phase. <laughs> yeah. I think he really Once did again, have that. It was the, he was allowed to have it. We were all comfortable then. 2008. Yeah. To that Obama era. <laughs> 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 complacency. Obama era complacency. The post-racial lie. Yeah. We, we did it. it. We it Even Hans way. Zimmer fell foul to it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, sure, he got Inception snuck in there because he had to, you know. But yeah, but then he did like Inception was, you know, well, Dark Knight Rises was an election year, so he had yeah, to be like a little to bring dialed it. up. This was there was this, and then a couple years after, he did like Amazing Spider-Man two. Like no one remembers a theme from that movie. No, no, no. no. Again, <laughs> this is such a great bit too. The fire breathing ship was a good reveal. So this this was sandwiched for Hans Zimmer. This was sandwiched between Rango and Kung Fu Panda Two. <laughs> what? Kung Fu Panda Two? Yeah. Which he composed with a Star Wars alum, John Powell. Oh, great, I love John Powell. Great villain, Kung Fu Panda Two. The best of the Kung Fu Panda. Oh, is that Gary Oldman? That's Gary Oldman's Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Zhao or something like that. I don't know. One of the few times that we see like the villain in this entire franchise not wearing their hat. Mm. Interesting differentiating factor. Do with that what you will. Hmm. 
How come? Yeah, it's we never see Davy Jones without a hat, do we? Even when he like, dies and falls in, his hat stays on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that like hat's like part of the ship, part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> well, his head falls back onto the back of his neck because it's like an octopus head slumped backwards. Like so he has that bulbous mass. So maybe like Weta Digital was like, we're not trying to figure out what to do with that. Yeah. yeah. Is it gonna is it flop forward? Does it is it like, <laughs> like Squidward? Like, yeah. <laughs> Had they figured out what to do with the hat, the third movie would have been the most expensive movie in history. But <laughs> exactly. There's too much too much blob action going on. Yeah, Barbosa's always wearing a hat. Does he lose it in the fifth one? Barbosa's hat? Yeah. I but think he does towards the he's very not, he's end. He's not quite the villain villain he's, though. Yeah, true, true. Uh but yeah, Salazar never wears a hat. So oh, okay. This yeah, is yeah. this movie is the transition away from hats in the franchise. <laughs> Obama era hat complacency. <laughs> oh my gosh. The boldness of Jack Sparrow to basically say, I defiled your daughter <laughs> in a negotiation. An insatiable beast. <laughs> I wonder if there were any like angry mom Christian Catholic groups that were pissy about voodoo being a prominent element. Well, that's like, when there's you have no... the missionary there is to counteract it. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that was... <laughs> yeah, Rob Marshall was like, uh-uh-uh. That's, that's the VeggieTales cucumber, you know. And all... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was a big VeggieTales kid, man. Barbosa with slices of apple and like <laughs> so, look at his hands though. It's like he didn't actually try to groom himself to be a privateer. Nope. Mm-hmm. A whole bushel of apples. Spanish. What happened to Little Jack? Is he still on the Pearl? The monkey? Uh, he is on the Pearl, yeah. There's yeah, a reveal they show him, him right still. at the end, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Gibbs always there. Why is he giving free reign in the ship? <laughs> <laughs> always exposition guy. Gibbs versus Scrum in an exposition duel. Oh, man. If it's a it- timed event... Scrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you give you don't give Gibbs the mic first because he just won't give it back. <laughs> give it back. It's gonna be like the rap battle and scary movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gibbs is like, I'm just gonna end this man's whole career. Yeah. Verse after verse. Is Gibbs I don't know if we've said this before. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just love that. Any movie where some guy just like <laughs> bails out. An irrational freak out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean. He's a good motivator. Oh, the Kingsman, here we go. This is, uh... 
Men Without Banners right here. Is Mr. Gibbs akin to Sir Davos Seaworth? I feel like they have similar energy. They it could be, yeah. yeah. I think it's... um. Shockingly, Davos is more put together. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, not even, not even professional. Or they were both pirates, but um, or smugglers. Uh, but a uh, smuggler. But I think, uh, I think, Gibbs is a little more wild card. I'll tell you what, Gibbs Davos. would not have botched up Jon Snow's introduction to Danny. Oh yeah, he would have. He would have talked. Oh, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jon Snow. Son to Eddard Stark, who was paramount of the North. He would not have undersold the getting stabbed thing. Oh, but that's the whole all. that's the whole sea turtles. Right? Oh, like, for oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, he's for seven days. <laughs> Some say that it was young Ollie that got the last stab in here, John. In the snow, not a single drop of blood was left in his body. <laughs> They were saying that it was your uncle Benjamin that had returned to the wall. <laughs> Look at Scrum. What a G. He's queuing up the scene. I just I I love this shit because Penelope Cruz is too beautiful for this this world. Like everything's so dirty. And then and then she's just this distractingly beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, yeah, I feel like Karen Knightley drifts into the grit a little. I mean, by three for sure. I mean, especially when she's like pirate obviously. king. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Maybe if we had had three movies of Penelope Cruz, she would become more. And like, she's got the scruff too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can you can oh, tell she's yeah. Like, it's a it's a great. I think Alden, you said earlier, like her costume is like just very well designed as you know being part of this world yeah both of her looks because in this this like more dressed down like with the bandana like Mm -hmm. you know whereas like kira doesn't feel she feels like a visitor to this world for the first two Mm -hmm. you know being from the privilege of being a governor's daughter and all that yeah that was pretty steamy disney and Disney went for it in this Danny, one. A few more steps, and we'd be talking about our main girl Anya from The Witcher, man. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping for it. Look at all them ships, baby. I just also Ooh. feel like this is not fully explored either. This kind of this just kind of happens, doesn't it? Again, <laughs> yeah. Like he he yeah. just has whatever powers they need Blackbeard to have for these for the movie. Like, and again, I'm not begrudging it. And then some, it. and change. It's like some powers and change. Need yeah. is a strong use of the word. There he is. What dictates Jack. the uh hey, hello. What dictates the like the weather in, in the bottle? Is it when it was taken? Or, or is it, like, yeah, does it is pick it, by moon? <laughs> yeah. Is that just the black pearls vibe? <laughs> like you gotta have a storm around the, the pearl. Does he got a does, does he have a little Al Roker in a bottle? <laughs> Tells you what to expect each day. See, I think that part of not to you know make it a bigger discussion about a different movie, but 
in terms of the whole franchise, I think part of what's weird about five hinging so much on the, the father daughter twist is that Angelica's character hinges on a father daughter bond. And so it, it felt a little bit like a, a weird repeat with Barbosa to have that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe I, I, I do need to revisit five and try to take it more on its own terms, but I did think that it was, again, comparing her to Elizabeth as she took over that, that female lead spot to, for her to have sort of an inverse relationship of an evil father was something that we hadn't seen in this. Of course, it's, you know, it's very, you know, in, in myth, you know, like Star Wars and things like that to have the villain dad. Um, I think it was cool to see that with her versus Elizabeth, whose dad was, you know, pretty wholesome and vanilla for the most part. Yeah. He, he at worst got in the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, he, he wasn't, wasn't really like a terrible guy. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, my <laughs> <laughs> Got the voice of a Mark Thompson character in an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> the Jedi. <laughs> the British Empire will never use the privateers. <laughs> they would never hire Hector Barbosa to be a privateer. <laughs> Oh man, I'm Please sorry for the people it. who don't listen to the <laughs> audiobook of The Rising Storm to get just how brilliant this bit is. It's so funny. Ah, a little, little dig. <laughs> we love a dig. If anyone hears my dog barking, I apologize. She He's prefers the first part dig. of the show. <laughs> just that involves. You got a lot to say about pirates, man. Cool little uh, piece of technology there, man. I always did kind of like the the like sirens lore. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was like kind of a, just a cool mythical thing, and they sort of are these these mermaids kind of like fulfill that function a bit. I think like the luring and then the. Yeah. Death. <laughs> also, I don't know if we want to consider this repeat <laughs> appearance for mermaids <laughs> in <laughs> in the one and done film club. <laughs> oh. it's, 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 it, it warrants a, a shout out, man. Yeah. Season one, the. Uh, you gonna think of that? I guess. What do we have? We have repeat dragons, repeat right. mermaids, repeat dragons, mermaids. Were there dragons? I mean, there were dragons. So there was dragons in Potter and in Dawn Treader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But was there mermaids in Dawn Treader? Uh, I don't, there, there's not. There's on the map they show them, and there's mermaids. I'm, I, I decided to look this up. Because that would have been the three-peat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't quite show up. Had we picked the um, Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe, you get to see them at the end celebrating. Right. But no, they don't actually make it into the Don Shredder. Is there not even a mermaid on the mast? There, there's a mermaid or, or the, on a, on whatever a map. Whatever thing. The map, okay. You see a picture. The figurehead map. thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right. So yeah, it's a, it's a tie between dragons and... No, it's people. There's people in all of them. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> the, most, the most fantastical Stupid. creature of them all. <laughs> we have the unlimited potential. Who is the real monster? <laughs> <laughs> Climate change, everybody. 
That's what the that's what Pirate Six needs, a thinly veiled climate change metaphor. See, we didn't think we needed it at this time. Barack Obama was president. Was <laughs> that's right. Does Pirates of the Caribbean understand the phrase thinly veiled? <laughs> we need <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of the Antarctic. Yeah. There are more pirates than ever because the ocean levels have risen so high. <laughs> There's more sea, Captain. We're sailing everywhere. <laughs> it's now the 12 seas. <laughs> Well, you see, there'd be more ocean for Jack. Yeah, these gals are a little raunchy, too, for Disney. You know? You know what? I'm just going to say it. If this was made today, that'd be Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy has mythical creature face. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> be funny, Anya. Scrum. Comport like- yourself. Emmy nominated Anya Taylor Joy just showing up to be a mermaid. <laughs> like we need you for we need you for ten minutes. Dude, scrum with the most relatable motivation in the entire franchise. Yeah, I haven't had much good in my life, <laughs> so I want to kiss. <laughs> so, one of you might be able to answer this, being the learned gentleman that you are. I, in my mind, I believed that mermaids and sirens were separate. Is this more of a combination of the two, or do mermaids also do this? Sing? Yeah, because the, um, the, the, the luring with think, the song is a siren thing. Yeah, I think the siren function is a bit of a composite for this. Yeah, but yeah. I, I... So maybe there are some mythos with mermaids. Yeah, it's hard to say. Too. It's hard yeah, to say when it's like sirens that. Sirens are older than mermaids in terms of, like, human, like... That's like the Odyssey, right? And everything. Yeah. Yeah, so sirens have been a long time. But yeah, the question is, do you put the siren traits onto mermaids or yeah. not? Yeah. You know, I mean, because if it is to believe that, you know, mermaids came from, you know, like seeing manatees in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the Florida Keys, which is hilarious to me. I think manatees are, are truly lovely. They're smart, they're so smooth, and they have this curves. This ain't no under the sea, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta say, even her monster form is still still attractive. Mm. Like some <laughs> some of them go really monstrous. Obviously, like the Goblet of Fire iteration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just basically just a hot sea vampire. So I'll take it. Could still, so they came totally straight out of. Uh, I haven't had Van much Helsing. good in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned if Nikki's not gonna get a kiss from Papa Mermaid. <laughs> Oh, the Blackbeard. It's like we sign all the all the fucking useless characters. Yeah, to go have a nice little song scene. There's definitely some similar sound effects to the mermaids. That little like in water noise between that and what we see in Goblet of Fire. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever watch that um, Discovery Channel documentary that was like Poise is a real documentary proving the existence of mermaids? No, and, like not. they had to later, like in re-releases, say that like this is fake. Wow, people no, legitimately I didn't know about believed that. it. Yeah, it's really like it. It starts off like, oh, this is what mermaids could have looked like, and then, but then and, like two thirds in, like, and then we found evidence they're still around. And you're like, what the hell? And you realize that part's fake, and like the CGI bit. 
but it talks about yeah the aquatic ape theory and how this could have been and oh wow they did another one with like they've made a whole series like oh finding megalodon or um dragons being real or something like that but Uh oh! Comes the Dude, big guns. Blackbeard with the strategy, man. Like I'm saying, who's the real monsters? <laughs> Twas <laughs> beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> uh oh! Uh oh! That's a cool little power. Just redefining the mermaid mythos. Scene I'm by all, scene. I'm all for it, you know? Every mermaid is Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, why are they listening to him at all? Why wouldn't they send the zombies in? Right, that's, you've got the dudes here. This that's a great point. Question is, would a mermaid smooch a zombie? Are mermaids like maybe that's what it was, yeah. Oh, they're they're going after Penelope Cruz. Well, according Why, to the great wise uh, creatures, <laughs> the the great mermaid zombie war uh, of the Caribbean. Yo, oh, yeah. where is that movie? Nah, that should be number six, baby. It's all the expanded universe. That's legends. That's what happens on Pirates of the Caribbean online. Y'all ever play that? <laughs> I like the free trial a few times. Yeah, yeah, likewise. <laughs> just to be like, oh, you can design a ship, man. Oh, pirate powers. Yeah, I gotta say, as far as like water-related deaths, there's worse ways to go than these guys. Honestly. Dang. It's like I get to die and see a fish titty. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a win. <laughs> Sweet release from this cold world. I get I get a song, a kiss, and I get to die. <laughs> <laughs> what more could you want in this life? You're a man of God. Is that the first like legit action movie shot in this franchise? <laughs> I like, think it is. Like like stereotypically action yeah. movie. <laughs> I think it is. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh she saved him. Saved him, but she got pinned. <laughs> Dumb mermaid. <laughs> the stupid fish. One right behind him. Like why don't you, why is no one taking them taking them with them? Just like Oh, this is scrum, right? <laughs> Surprise Blackbeard to just shoot him. Right. See, that's Nikki right there. <laughs> Honestly, man. He, he, he just lived five lives. I mean, he basically. My man went from a London pub to all of that right there. It was, what an experience. Can I be honest? Out of all the mermaids, she's like towards the bottom for me. 
like still a mermaid, so I ain't. Daddy, you straight up stabbed her in the fin, you fuck. It's rough. That first mermaid that sang had leading lady potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was a trailer moment, right? No, yeah, it was what yeah. I think be. it was. And what's yeah. funny about that line too is it's like Jack is only the main character of his own story and nobody else's. Yeah. Which That's is very great... different from the other movies. I mean, I, I guess because he's like the main character to, you know, to, to Will. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess like, well, that's that's the that's the whole story of this franchise, you know, is that the first one, Jack Sparrow, is sort of the modern day Han Solo, mm-hmm. where Will is the child of destiny and has a lineage and oh, bootstrap Bill and all this stuff. Then they got wise to it. He get nominated for an Oscar and they increased his role dramatically for two and three. Yeah. This sort of he's still the lead, but we are. You know, we're making him less of a like. You can tell the, the legend of Jack Sparrow has diminished a little bit mm-hmm. by this movie. Also, that's a cool shot of the mermaid, like at their fullest potential. Oh yeah. Sea <laughs> goes. That's a great line. Huh? Wait, wasn't this guy present for the for the battle with Calypso and all that? No, no, these he guys wasn't? were. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if they were with... Uh, they never made the East India jump? Yeah. No. They weren't over there with... One of them they never only... were the Navy, really, right? That There was like, their own private military. The, yeah, the East India In the people second were, one. Yeah. yeah. Or third one. No, yeah, he had... I don't remember his name, but yeah. Norrington had... Which one call it? Not Norrington. Who I always get the the names mixed up. Oh, Norrington Beckett. was the Navy guy. Beckett, yeah. Beckett had like the skinny faced guy. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And Beckett, yeah, I guess like Beckett had like the I guess the company like had authority what from George to go and fuck with the islands and stuff. Yeah, basically. Like to supersede the governors. I love how they're still in London and I assume other places like the East India trading company, like tea company. Yeah. So you can just like go in the East India trading company <laughs> store <laughs> and just check Walking out and be like, like, it's just good business. I want the heart of David Jones. <laughs> you know, what if, yeah, anyone goes in there and they sing the pirate song when they're all hung, like give me your Yo, pieces of eight. Yo ho. <laughs> all, some cashier's like, oh, I would fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> It's always some American too. You're taking oh, the fucking, sure. you're some taking American the fucking with fake dreads. <laughs> they've been, they've stopped. Where's Johnny Depp from? Like, from like Kentucky or something? Uh, I, I think he is. Yeah, I think that's where. Because I think he has he owns land up there, like for his mom or something. And he does have like I I mean not to defend the Lone Ranger that movie's horrible. He does have some. Uh, Native American heritage, I believe. So he says that's the thing so about he, that. that, that, that <laughs> so he, so claims. he says to... he's like part Cherokee, but uh, the Cherokee nations uh, have like no nation claims him. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been like, <laughs> so there uh, we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want these sentences said about me. So I'm like, I just want like, no, no one claims him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's such a like wild life, man. They're like, uh, mm, yeah, what the, what the, who'd you say your mother or father were? <laughs> like, 
un unwanted by the <laughs> the uh, tribes of the American mainland. <laughs> Shut up, back pocket situation. <laughs> Again, defining defining the religious experience for uh, so many young people in the 2010s. This movie. What a dumbass. Oh, <laughs> oh magic bible man. baby I'm not knocking uh, this actress at all in any way but I will say that as written at least up to this point it is a pretty easy gig oh, <laughs> like, yeah, just laying sideways it's like yeah. the random mermaids that were part of the fight scene did more she doesn't even need to do leg acting. No. <laughs> like we just need half your body to do shit in a in a pool, a little like kitty pool. <laughs> Is this um Angelica's first hat in the movie? No, uh, she was wearing a hat at that trailer shot on top of the well, on the ship. Oh, oh, you mean is she still wearing the hat from her first part? Or, or I, I, the first time we're seeing her with the hat. Not counting the impersonating Jack. Is this like her hat? This is her hat, but we've already okay. seen her wear it. I see. Okay. Yeah. So she was wearing it at the the mermaid scene. I don't know if she was wearing it at the mermaid scene, but we see her wearing it on the Queen Anne's Revenge. The first oh, okay. time we see her on the ship, she's I standing see. on top of the. Like you're the helmsman. Right, right. It's, it's a rough choice. Rough choice, Jack. You know what? Okay, would you rather? <laughs> Pirate, would you rather? Would you rather play this game or the one with the dice? <laughs> with the same ramifications online for both of them. I mean, if you're already kind of damned, I just take the take the dice game, right? You're kind of stuck there anyway. Kinda, yeah, see what happens. That worked out for most of them in the end, right? They all got freed. Mm-hmm. This I just gotta say, Blackbeard, 
this seems like a colossal waste of time. <laughs> right? He was just telling me. I was like, I don't have much time. We got to go to set up this whole bit. Like, do you really need the six pistols and waste a bullet? <laughs> Why is he asking this guy? Remember this part? This the extended version. Oh, he throws the doll. (laughs) (laughs) So much for hat discourse. (laughs) All right, there we go. I tell you, you know this uh, today's conversation is brought to you by Cad Bane. Yeah. A man knows a good hat. What did what did the doll have to do with that exactly? Other than just to have. I it guess like. Doll? Yeah, is the point like if 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 he died then, or if the voodoo if it was too dangerous the voodoo doll would have been destroyed and he would have died. Didn't just throw him in the first place then because if he's yeah, gonna die know. either is. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you make the voodoo doll survive something, you are guaranteed to. I guess so. Also, like, if you shoot the voodoo doll and the voodoo doll doesn't bleed, can you get shot? Damn. Oh, the frog (laughs) collecting. I think we've put more thought into this than probably the writers did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he gets it for the poisoning. that's a great line okay just to like i don't know if i paid full attention to the geography of all this so this is all the same mermaid island i think this is all the same because we never see them go back to the queen anne's revenge we don't know where it is it's just gone and barbosa's ship is gone a barbosa ship we know for sure has been destroyed the queen anne's revenge i assume is further away from white cap bay but still present somewhere Plus, there's the three Spanish ships who we just lost track of them. Right. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) (laughs) I really like to hope that's an ad lib thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Great bit on a on a classic trope. Oh shit. It's legs, right? Oh, look at look at that leg acting. Moving a few little <laughs> knees going she on. Finally, she finally is getting to stretch those legs out. What were the like auditions for this must have been like, you know, just look terrified? I mean, gosh. Yeah, they probably just got like a model profile of models. Mm-hmm. Or like uh Cause yeah, it's like you hardly have to do a chemistry test between these two. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a. I mean, he does. A, they both do like a good job with what they have to, but it's definitely a big knock because it's not a believable. It's just like oh, hot, hot lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's very like low investment. <laughs> like, 
it's it's i mean considering you're you're coming out of will and elizabeth as like the otp yeah it's like like, here's the fucking uh missionary guy and a mermaid who you know you don't really talk to that much Mm -hmm. and we have to believe they like love each other yeah i don't it's just because he shows kindness yeah, uh, Sam Claflin's character is definitely the the pinnacle of like this is what nice guys think will happen. Yeah. Like, oh, here's this. I'll be there for you, babe, man. Obama, Eric. This is like the this is Obama, like the absolute takeaway of this movie. Yeah, Obama, Eric, complacency. There's a lot of st- a lot of stuff is being exposed. Yeah. I just I just don't think the one in Dunn Club was ready for me. You know, when we selected this picture, we didn't we didn't know. Thank God we didn't pick Mission Impossible too. I got some Bush era complexities going on there. I don't. That's think, yeah. that's a stat we didn't go through. Where did it fall by presidency? Oh, I actually made a column for that. Oh, okay, I yeah. want I want to hear it. Yeah, I, I I don't have it on on this computer, but I did I did go through. I think we had um, uh, with Indiana Jones we had Papa Bush. We never had a Clinton film, and we never had oh. a Reagan film. Or nine, um, Phantom Menace. Oh, sorry, yeah, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom Menace was a Clinton film. You're right, yeah. And then, but I think, George, yeah, George W. Bush, we had the most, for sure. Okay. Uh, we had two from the Trump era, and I think three from Obama. Mm-hmm. Including maybe, this? Maybe four, come to think of it. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to revisit those years. But yeah, very interesting and see how they all, they all correlate. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Such a fucking reply guy. <laughs> oh, God. My man. Oh, we, we all know a few few folks like this dude. He's quite literally a Valsell. He, he, my God. He really, he really is. My oh, man. I, I love the, this idea of the ship like crashed in the mm-hmm. the cliff it, it set up a really cool set design no yeah the way they end up using it once they're on there mm-hmm. so also i guess yeah are there are, is this supposed to be puerto rico <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to say that are we allowed to call him puerto rico well, we gotta we gotta ask the gotta ethnically ask. puerto rican <laughs> on the show <laughs> Yes, so uh, so Alden, we're wondering, you know, as as the as, as the show's Puerto Rican, who has a historical connection to Ponce de Leon, Ponce de Leon. <laughs> himself. What did he? Do you feel any sort of emotion? <laughs> you feel anything? <laughs> you feel anything? I feel seen. <laughs> uh, well, I. I, I definitely. Well, it's funny because not only am I a Puerto Rican, but I'm also a Puerto Rican that lives in Florida. And has been to St. Augustine, where this st- a lot of this stuff like reportedly is, and st- so it's like, uh, at least you know, according to some. So I-, I thought it was, I thought it was cool, you know. Like you hear Ponce de Leon a lot going to a Florida elementary school. People are always like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> definitely one of the cooler sort of names of those famous. Mm-hmm. Conquistadors and explorers. Yeah, we, got, we got Ponce de Leon. Pizarro is a cool name, though. Pizarro is cool. In, in Peru. Yeah. I like that one. Cortez is kind of. 
Cortez is too mainstream. It is. Sorry, Cortez. You're a little, little too... Cortez is a little too Empire Strikes Back for me. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the famous Texas ones? God, I can't even remember, man. I thought Texas history began at the Alamo. I don't know. <laughs> is it like... Uh... <laughs> Oh, Cabeza de Vaca, baby. That's oh, the fucking man right there. there Cabeza de Vaca. That's the dude. With uh, Esteban. Yeah, that was, the, that was the G. Can we talk about how awesome, like, Conquistador helmets were? They were a vibe. They were such a vibe that House Bolton. <laughs> uh, um, just like how the men of Dale stole the helmet, helmets of the personal guard of Saladin. <laughs> Be brave, my soul. Be brave. <laughs> Be brave like Saladin. The um, Western infidel has come to take the holy land. <laughs> another another uh, just referencing a conquistador with another one and done film club member, the the cross of Coronado. Oh, of yes. Course. There we go. It all comes together. And wouldn't uh, isn't King Caspian's father technically a or, or their ancestors? Aren't they conquistadors? Oh, they are. Yes, they are indeed. Oh, They're supposed to be vaguely Medi- <laughs> vaguely Mediterranean. Yeah, like I believe they, is what the just, casting call asked for. Yeah, they 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 veered off course and ended up in fucking Narnia. <laughs> oh, this is a great a great bit. Olay. <laughs> oh man, we um we have a Alden Nikki and I have a friend who has a certain history with the word Olay. Oh only. Oh. You know, really? Yeah, I won't I won't name names or anything, but um there was a um he thought he could be a conquistador himself, so say of women of every nationality. Oh. When he was telling about, he's like, oh, I have finally notched a Spaniard off my belt. Pause for dramatic effect. Ole. Uh, what a legacy. Yeah. That's the life right there. Oh, they named her Serena because they were like sirens. Huh. Oh, I thought we were talking about, you know, height of her career, Serena Williams. But... <laughs> Obama era Serena due, Williams. Due to the old <laughs> <my ass. laughs> Oh my God, it all comes back to that man. I did not expect to watch this movie or really any movie in the One and Done Film Club. And mentioned the Obama era so much. The Obama in the, such a negative way at times. <laughs> yeah, Obama was essential. It's very, it's very uh, retrospective. You know, critical retrospective of a uh, of that time period. We were all guilty. <laughs> if that just pleases you, go pray. <laughs> Does she care for you? Oh, you fancy her, don't you? <laughs> you want to fuck a fish, do you? <laughs> fish 
fish, McBats, McBats. Excommunicado. Excommunicado. Fish McBats are delicious. Oh my goodness, tasty. Fisher, fisher. Fisher, fisher. You ever fuck a fish, Jonathan? Oh, oh Mando! So ridiculous, man. man even Mando, Mando, Mando's like, Mando's like, like I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle this tension. That ass, though. <laughs> 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 he was out there. He looked full on Captain America right there. Oh, he fucking like fell the, over with his ass up. That's the holy oatmeal, right? <laughs> <laughs> It was this day our daily bread. Eh? <laughs> All right, let me ask you guys a fun part of the Caribbean question. Okay. Here we go. Looking at Blackbeard and Angelica and Jack, all these characters, think about the other movies. You get, and Reed actually has a pirate hat. So you get one hat from this franchise. Whose hat would you want to have? Oh, see, hat discourse back again. Keeps keeps are. popping up. It's hat, it's hats and Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, hmm. I do own a tricorn. Somewhere. Oh, you do? Yeah, because I've I've got I've got one as well. So I think I'd have to go something different. I think this is going to be a like a, a deep dive to one we haven't seen recently. Hmm. I'm going to go with Barbosa's Pirate King hat in the fifth one. Hmm. I don't know if oh. you remember it. Let me take a look at it. Fantastic. I'm trying to think. I think my Sea of Thieves pirate, I went for a very Barbosa one hat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gr- that big flop with the feather. Yeah, so I think I think I gotta go stick with the classic there. Or you could get um, the Joshimi Gibbs when he was a man of the Royal Navy. <laughs> no, little, yeah. little funny sailor hat. <laughs> little sits on top of your head. <laughs> no, I, I like Bar- Barbosa's got this kind of like over accentuated Napoleonic hat and dead men tell no tale. This one he's got now. That's sort of that's sort of like the crisis prop one. Yeah, yeah. We use. Is, it's very similar. So you're yeah, talking about it, this one? Yeah, so it's like the one he has. Dead men has no tails. It's like the one yeah. he's wearing in this movie, but it's mm. got little dazzle or the hang up ends. Yeah. That's a great hat. Well, what's your answer, Alden? How would you go? I was thinking that I, I really like Angelica. This made me think of it. It um, is a good one. It's got a unique shape. So I think I would go with that one. With my second choice probably being Davy Jones's hat. Oh, it's very, very classic. The, the one worn by the main Spaniard is pretty dope right here. It's got that classic like rim mm-hmm. that bends over in the back a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I changed my vote. The, the Spaniards always got to come in with the, the nice... Well, we were talking Conquistador helmets just a moment yeah. ago, so, I mean, they, they, they know headwear. <laughs> the Spaniards. <laughs> they know headwear, baby. <laughs> That's the truth. They, they sure don't know housing market bubbles, but <laughs> they know the headwear. <laughs>
Or as the Spanish say, improvisando. <laughs> Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's Spanish. Agua? Aguacate? Uh oh. <laughs> Got him for the old the oldest trick in the book. See there look that's not gonna knock no, somebody. I got knocked <laughs> out. That's just that's just a that's just a boo-boo. <laughs> He's a boo-boo. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> So here's I'm 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 making a comparison on the fly here for the uh, the Star Wars fans out there. Mm. So I know some people when they look at Grand Admiral Thrawn, they don't like the Thrawn books, the new ones, because it puts him more on the heroic side. We like him as a villain, and in the show, right? We like him in Star Wars Rebels. Is that what's happening to Barbosa here by comparison? Could it could could it be that you know oh. We like him more as a villain than a hero, but actually, I do like Thrawn as a hero, and I like Barbosa kind of as the hero in this too. You know, there's a little bit of yeah, room I think for Barbosa... both. Does one take away from the other? You know, I'm just, I, I think you know. I think it was a good way to to. I won't even call it an arc, <laughs> but just but just a good way to like repurpose the the character. Yeah, I think that he he's worked yeah. throughout the movies for sure, and giving him a break and not having him in the second one until the end was. The smart move for making him feel missed. Maybe, maybe if it's a, if if it if, sort of the disconnect with Theron is, is it's not a consistent like through line. Mm. It's like it's like going back and making him seem nicer, and then as opposed to this has sort of been a consistent a forward moving arc of bad to good. Whereas with Ron, it's sort of like you're going back in time. And, right. I don't know, though. Maybe that's the thing. This silly, silly relationship, man. All, all I know about Thrawn is he killed that farmer. <laughs> As he should have. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> Oh gosh. Mm. Nothing like a rum leg. Leg leg grog. Sold <laughs> <laughs> drinking buddies. Now if you had a leg blown off in battle or eaten or something like that, would you go for the peg leg? Or I mean, to, would you prefer like I'm talking like right now in real life? Or, I mean, like, oh, in, in, real life? <laughs> in real life? I'd, like I'd probably not leg, pick a peg no. leg. <laughs> I definitely want to be able to get around. <laughs> Would you in the year 2021 like to have a bad life? <laughs> We're asking the real, asking the real questions. <laughs> oh, man. It's for yeah, the novelty. That'd be, that'd, be quite, that'd be quite a choice. Maybe you have it as an option like for a dinner party or something. I mean, it'd be a great Halloween thing. And I mean, yeah. maybe that's Maybe that's the thing, you know, 
interchangeable parts on on the leg. You know, you got your functionality leg, right? And then you got your peg leg for when shit needs to go down. See, like this story, I feel like is unnecessary because we've already seen it. You know, this is what you should hear before you then see what the ship can do. Yeah. In my opinion, I just yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that, especially because, like, like, this could have been a good way to reveal that Blackbeard has the pearl if Angelica hadn't already shown it mm-hmm. to Jack. You know, mm-hmm. but doing both feels a little bit it's overwritten. Just a, little, a little too much. Is anything involving the ships? I'm just not crazy about. I also am just not, again, this is the problem with going so big with Davy Jones and Calypso and the whole mythology is that I don't believe necessarily that Barbosa would be scared of Blackbeard if he wasn't scared of Jones. Because mm-hmm. Jones is way more horrifying than Blackbeard, I think. Mm-hmm. So do you think that was an attempt by the story to like make Blackbeard menacing that just didn't work? Or do you think right. they're just Maybe, like trying yeah. to like trying to sell a new villain? You know, it's hard. Yeah. You know, like not yeah. every again, not every franchise can do that. Like Star Trek has been chasing Khan pretty much. Yeah. It's an, for its entire existence. You know, Khan and really the board queen. Star Wars is one of the only franchises that has managed to create compelling villains time and time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but that, even still they keep wanting to try to bring the guy back. You know? Which I guy? think it's I think it's done. Maul? Palpatine, man. Oh, Palpatine. <laughs> like, there's literally... <laughs> yeah. Like, you know... They did, and, and that's not a complaint about it, but, you know, people people love their favorite villains. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, maybe that is. was part of the fear with, you know, at the end of <laughs> five, they teased Jones coming back, so... Yeah. Nobody uses fruit. Like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> oh, he he gets it. His doubt, his doubt, his diet is probably so balanced. <laughs> That's how he can do all this shit. I'd be tired after London. I wouldn't do shit for a week. <laughs> the 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 strings happening right now and the score is great. Mm-hmm. This is when Han decided not to phone it in. He woke like, up. Oh, he was like, I got we got Spaniards. Spanish flair in there. <laughs> yeah. I think he did a bit of this, like, this this kind of stuff with the, uh, was it that scene where they were sort of dancing with each other on the, the deck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Scrum playing it. Let me look at old Han Zimmer's. What's no, the last obvious score CGI? It's like, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man swinging CGI. <laughs> looking there. This is the amazing Spider-Man <laughs> Obama era. <laughs> <laughs> the Obama era, man. We keep coming back to it. So next up for him is no, he has no time to die and Dune this fall. I heard. I mean, obviously, the kind of people who went to go see it obviously would hype it up. But I heard the the sounds from that Dune preview. Yeah. Um, score wise, were wild. I've heard the same. Yeah. yeah. 
His Dunkirk score, I remember being really good. Um, yeah, absolutely. For the, sure. The ball is a great track. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some good stuff, but it's just. Uh huh. Dude, I love pigs so much. Every time there's a pig in anything, I'm happy. <laughs> You've not seen pig yet, though. I have not seen pig, but I'll probably see it this weekend. Nice. At the time of this recording, which I'm very excited about. He's Yeah. Oh, he goes. He he finds the ship wherever. Mm -hmm. it went. Mm, yeah. There we go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. This is why this is the most expensive movie. Is <laughs> we're all entranced by this water <laughs> special effect? I was I was trying to think of the the moments in movies that have us in complete silence. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Rocky Rocky speeches. I was just stunned for a moment. Water. There. I, was, I was watching the water like I'd never had any in my life. <laughs> This dude again. Zombies are still here. Does anyone like remotely famous play these zombies? I don't think so. I don't recognize any of these guys. Like not even just like famous and honestly. Yeah, they spent the whole budget. Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Man, I want Daniel Day to come by. back so badly. What a legendary comeback that would be. Aww. That's very honorable. <laughs> With the hats. Jeez, this was a billion dollar movie. Made a billion? Yeah. 
did Pirates 3 make a billion? I always thought the third one was their their biggest one. Yeah, because Pirates 3 was 07, and that was before Dark Knight. And Dark Knight cracked a billion. And that no, was like it, a did, huge it deal. didn't. 960. Yeah, I feel like Dark Knight was what pushed movies into the billion territory on a more regular mm-hmm. basis. So this one made a billion. Dead Men Tell No Tales did not. <laughs> yeah. I can um, believe that. It did well, but... It was like 700 or something like that? Just under 800. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. And I guess it's like, uh, you know, people were... There was something in the air, you know, like oh, that Obama era. No, I'm kidding. But the, <laughs> like, uh, Iron Man 3 made a billion, even though, you know, it wasn't an Avengers movie a couple mm-hmm. years later, so... People were just going. Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, question. The ancient spirits that made this thing, did they pick Spanish as the thing to go with? How did they know? How did they know? (laughs) Just proof God speaks Spanish. God is a spicy Latina. Dang. Some trippy shit. And now up is down. We've already done this bit before in this franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Scrum. MVP. Can you guys, while we're we're talking budgets a little bit, can you guys give me the next two? What are considered the most expensive productions? Oh, I used to know this. Unadjusted for inflation, by the way. Uh, if that changes your math. No, yeah. Is one of them Titanic? No. Oh, is one of them Terminator 2? They're both very recent. Yeah, because if, uh, un- if it's unadjusted, then we're looking at new things. Uh... Oh, 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 I feel like we all mentioned this recently. It's not a Star Wars, is it? No. Is it no. Jurassic World? Isn't one of them uh, a Mission Impossible? No. no. Oh, thought so. Huh. Um, and shoot, I'm just guessing in the dark. Unadjusted, yeah. second is Age of Ultron, and third is Endgame. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, more than Endgame. And then if, then in, if you do adjust it for inflation, it's... On Stranger Tides, Age of Ultron, then at World's End. Wow. Well, so. I was thinking, yeah, getting all the all those multiple Ultron bots, you know. Yeah. The, uh, the Outriders are kind of lazy, in my opinion. They had frankly. to pay to blow up Sokovia. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> they just wiped the European. <laughs> pay off, pay off a lot of people. Dang, John Carter coming in at eleven. Tangled coming in at nine. Hmm. Dang, I didn't know Tangled. This is, this is, of course, for inflation, but 
Well, in Tangled, I guess, like, they had to really innovate that technology to animate the individual hairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there was whole animation divisions just on hair for that movie. Oh, that makes sense. Like, there was a wet um, a wet hair team and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah, man knows how to walk out of some fog. Specialty of his. Up there with the uh, Gungan army coming out of the fog. For fog shots. Fog shots. We got fog shots, dragons, and mermaids. Dude, Jeffrey Rush as a gun gun would be awesome. <laughs> we saw you saw. Down my nape. It's a great, great <laughs> phrase. This is a fun location too. Yeah. Did they make a Lego set of this? I feel like they did. Hmm. They did. I, I wouldn't know, but did the Pirates Lego game have the fourth one, or that was just the first three? You know, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I either. feel like it would have had the fourth one. I don't know. <laughs> Good attempt, Jack. He's, he cares way more about the crew in this one. <laughs> Tells everybody to run for their lives at one point. So it looks like Blackbeard's on the cover of the Lego Pirates game. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. Coming together. It released the same year. So with Blackbeard and Davy Jones being in these, uh, I know I think we talked about this in our Pirates episode, but they have currently two oh, Pirates they, movies they killed in our boy. production. <laughs> Did they kill that guy? I thought that was a different guy. Oh, I think it, I thought it was one of our two. Oh, maybe, maybe. Sorry to interrupt. Oh. Continue. No, it's okay. Uh, a godly guy gets free. There he goes. Will he actually fight someone? Oh, no. Oh, he got gutted. <laughs> gutted on his first try. He didn't even swing at anybody. <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, but yeah, so they have two Pirates movies in production at the time of this recording. One with Margot Robbie attached and yeah. one with Karen Gillan attached from Guardians yeah. and Doctor Who and Gunpowder Milkshake. Now, her being you know a prominent ginger actress, there is pirate lore what's that pirate's name reed the red-headed um, pirate the red-headed pirate uh the Anne bonnie or Anne bonnie Mary yeah uh i think Anne bonnie's the one yeah so they could pull that character if they wanted to into this world i'm not sure what they would do with margot robbie if maybe that will be you know if they're going to tie into these five movies but i feel like you know with davy and blackbeard they've had success adapting actual pirate legend in with original mm-hmm. characters like jack so that's what i would keep doing if i was them yeah that'd be a, that'd be a good vibe this little sword bit a nice little classic callback to the whole throwing around weapons and things that you want that we see in the first three yeah just on the lore thing again do you think it'll work as well with say like a, a lead character than sort of like these 
Oh, you're saying like, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. If the, again, I, yeah, if you pull the right stuff from the, I guess from the real legend and, you know, make them likable. This guy is about to renounce Christianity and he doesn't even know it. Pledge to the fish God. to clap them tails clap them tails <laughs> couldn't even see how could you not see Perseus coming with them cheeks clapping let <laughs> me tell you this is not what I thought was going to happen now I got to go home and spank the same you know, <laughs> put a little seasoning on there man it happens you went for the peg lady Low blow. Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> Coming in. Yeah. Spaniards always bring the banners. <laughs> <laughs> We have arrived. <laughs> Gotta let them know. And they don't even want it. <laughs> oh, this dude. Nah. <laughs> there goes the Amazing. last of the homies. Amazing scene. Oh. Uh. <laughs> the hand off of the pistol. <laughs> That's the a great off. line. That's, oh my god. That line too is right up there. <laughs> Make sure to send flowers to their bitches. <laughs> the bitches knows. Uh, fantastic. What size cups are these? <laughs> <laughs> we got that classic Disney humor. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, we say that, you say that as a joke, but I think that early movie Tony Stark probably would have made a joke like that. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. The oh, chalices. So funny. You smash the chalices. They don't even How want eternal you? life. <laughs> Goddamn Catholics. The total, like, just continued reversion of expectations by the Spanish. And he just leaves. The king is shudders knowing this is happening. I thought that so the the king set this whole thing up on false false pretenses, huh? Because he didn't want the Spaniards to have the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Spaniards didn't even want it. Oh, oh shit! How many movies, TV shows, plays, radio dramas? Has that man said that line? What devilry is this? <laughs> right. It's just perfect coming from his <gasps> Oh no. These stupid frog hobbies. I'm telling you, frogs suck, man. It's proven here. Oh, so wait, I, I, hold on. So Barbosa put venom on his own sword? Yes, frog. Oh, yes, yes. That's to kill, uh... Audience Alden had to step away during a, a pivotal. Forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He put frog venom on his sword. 
So when he so it's fast acting because the second he cut him, it was like what? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, folks, I had to go pee through the magic of uh, the mute button. You were none the wiser, but yes. It happens, man. It happens. I also grabbed a cup of coffee for this exhilarating third act. There we go. This movie is this movie's good. I'm sorry. I it stand is. by no, what I said in 2011. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. I I don't dislike it. It's my least favorite of them, but it it's. You fun. feel you've softened on it over time. I definitely have for sure. With each viewing, yeah. I've softened more. This is now the third time I've seen it, and. Um, but it is missing a, a pivotal ship scene. It is, in my opinion. Truly. In order, when comparing it to all of it, but by itself, like, you know, it's solid. Especially five, that... the five, the flashback ship battle yeah. is very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that there was a um, an effort on the part of the writers and producers to try and make it more of a land adventure swashbuckling not Indiana Jones, like like they're similar, but that vibe um, after At World's End because they had gone so hard with the ships in At World's End. <laughs> what if it's because they were also already <laughs> tremendously over budget? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's probably a good point. Like maybe the, the Barbosa did fight the Spaniards and then they were like, you need to rewrite that scene so they just yeah, float by. Yeah. I mean, it ends up working really well. Because there's a, uh, in Deadpool 1, I don't know how recently either of you have seen that, mm-hmm. but in Deadpool 1, when Deadpool arrives for the final fight and forgets all of his guns in the taxi, and the taxi uh-huh. drives away, that was a budget thing. That's hilarious. Because in the script for that movie, he has all these weapons and all these machine guns and like an AA-12 shotgun and like all this shit's going crazy in the script for that movie. And then they were like, oh, we need to make this cheaper. Oh, man, the old switcheroo. Wow. Also, special goblets that give and take life. Talk about things coming back in this. We got mermaids, fog scenes, yeah. dragons, Dang. and goblets. Someone should edit and in. installment four. Someone should edit <laughs> in, though, to tie in. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's true. This is, just, this is perfect, man. None of this was in the pitch, and it all lined up well. Ian McShane, it's up. To tie in a different Potter movie, I want someone to edit in Harry off to the side making Dumbledore drink. <laughs> Dumbledore's just whining in the background. Kill me! That's a really heartbreaking scene. Uh oh. Oh, bam. The profane ritual. This is a cool death scene here, though. I'll grant it that. Yeah. yeah, it is a really cool death. And I also like, like, not that I'm saying I've seen every movie and or read every book version of the Fountain of Youth myth, but the transfer of life horrifically, mm-hmm. you know, like that. that's a cool way to make it so that it's not just because if this was a simple version, you know, like, oh, if you get there, everybody drink. Like, we all live forever. Like, it's a good way to have a price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some stakes, emotional stakes. That way this can't just break the world where, you know, everybody could just visit this location and start drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot about this, homie. Ugh, come on. So 
From his perspective, he's probably like, like my girl just abandoned me. Yeah. Let me put this nasty luck water on here. Oh, hey, little honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm hurt. You saw that I was hurt. You swam away. You could you could have given me. <laughs> oh, but you wanted to save a pirate. So do you think like she's in a pool and it's like okay stand and scroll like just like make it yeah. look like you're floating? Go tippy toes and then yeah, the go switch from tippy toes to flat foot. Uh, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, or there's like a handrail. I know that like push yourself up. The behind the scenes for like Aquaman, like Jason Momoa is in tanks a lot. You know, it's only just now I'm realizing this dude's name is Philip because she said it. I only knew that because of the Wikipedia earlier in the episode, but yeah. I think that out of all the, the weak parts of this uh, of, of the movie, this is definitely the weakest, like the mm-hmm. most egregious storyline. Like this could have either been A, a friendship or B, they could have spent time either making her more interesting and not having him or or something. Because the problem is that like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, this guy just threw his faith down the window, man. You're going shape of water. You're going to go in the kingdom of heaven with this nastiness. <laughs> yeah, Alden, while you, while you were off as well, we, we sort of talked about how, like, you're coming off of the Will and Elizabeth, like, OTP. That's the thing. Exactly what I was about like, to say. Like, they like, are yeah. so compelling for three yeah. movies. I mean, Will and Elizabeth kind of stumble a little bit in the third. There's a lot of cattiness. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't tell me that you were going to try to kill Jack. And, you, you, you know, I saw you kiss him. Like, there's a little bit of that. But they, uh, they're a great couple, especially in, in one and two. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then it's, it's like this just not interesting thing between them. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if they used her to tie in the two new movies to this? Like, she was the common thread. What do you mean? Like, put Penelope Cruz's character in the two new movies. If you're worried about not putting in Johnny Depp or somebody else. Oh, 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 in the two upcoming. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be really cool. Time, man. The the Kira of the Pirates world. Yeah. User, user more. And also, this is a property that, you know, it doesn't get talked about a lot um, unless a movie's being made. Like, it doesn't have, like, a robust toy line. It doesn't have, like, spin off games. Oh, you, or mean, anything. Like, you mean the world forgot about it? <laughs> yeah. The world is up <laughs> and forgot about it. Because uh, they didn't like the fifth one. They, they dropped the ball and then it left the public consciousness. Um, <laughs> I think that this is something that should definitely be talked about for a Disney Plus series. Like, oh yeah, Pirates. Oh, and, That'd be money. An anthology. Like, yeah. there's no way it's going to be more expensive than Mandalorian or a Marvel yeah. show. That'd be fire. Yeah, the stuff. Absolute that potential. They've there. achieved in in Loki visually. For yeah. Instance, you know, you can do. I gotta go. <laughs> But yeah, doing uh, any t- sort of iteration. And I also don't think the Jack Sparrow character is dead necessarily because Johnny is, you know, persona non grata right now. I think that a young Jack or even a really old Jack with a with a new generation or something could be feasible. But yeah, Or really even Will Turner being freed of the curse. Orlando Bloom's doing Amazon. You know, he does that Carnival Row show, so. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously with the sort of teaser of what, Dead Men Tell No Tales did. There's obviously room for 
for Will and Elizabeth again. Especially since, like, Kira Knightley played such a small part of that most recent film. It's like you'd think if they could give her something good. <laughs> Barbosa, a true survivor. It is unstoppable, man. It also has a ship that fits him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, a name born in spite. <laughs> Oh, there we go. There we go. It was. It was. This is actually a really good reveal, I thought, because when I first saw the movie in theaters, I, when he lets Gibbs go, I remember thinking, like, seems out of character for you, Jack. Like, I know you like him, but yeah, especially to give away your your magical compass, right? An entire <laughs> fleet. Yeah, that was great. i think this way another reason why i like sort of like the the goals of this one in that like i love these kind of endings like this yeah. ending of well, like an open-ended adventure. Yeah, we could go to the end. I mean, that's that's ties in sort of with the beginning of this endeavor with Last Crusade. Like, yes, when it was made, it was the Last Crusade, the end of a trilogy. But they ride off into who knows what. Yeah. That's a great thing about the ending of Solo um, and a lot of movies that we love. Yeah. Uh, Elliot and Razio. There they there are. Go. Now, there's a post-credits um if you want to skip to it with me oh yeah I can you're on that. amazon i am indeed okay so i'll tell you when it is i'll give you the time code and we can just talk about that real quick before we wrap up for the whole listeners here mm-hmm. let's see so if you go to go to 215 40 or 38 215 38 Yep. All right. In three, two, one, go. All right, listeners, we're here with Angelica. Stuck on an island. What do you know? (laughs) What did she find? But the jack. I don't even remember if this ties into the fifth at all. I don't think it does, Uh, (laughs) which is kind of a shame, but a great teaser. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like... It almost set up this thing for, like for her being Jellica. a villain. For the, yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was a cool tease. And uh, what, what was that? I think we talked over it, but doesn't she like try to trick Jack and say she's pregnant before he mm-hmm. leaves her? Yeah, that's funny. Um, so yeah, so th- thanks everybody for uh, 
joining us for this one again. I, I, we love that tease, even though it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, feel free to check out the fifth <laughs> film on your own time because it had its opportunity to get to the club. It had there two opportunities go. to get in. It did not. Uh, we you know, have Pirates 2 and 4 in here, as Nikki said, the even number movies. I uh, think it was a great time. So thanks for joining us for the rejects. Uh, we're going to have a few more off-season episodes coming up, highlighting some of our season one episodes more on that to come but for right now we're going to sign off so nikki why don't you let everybody know where they can find you yeah everyone you can uh check me out at um imperial senate podcast for star wars talk that is at m senate pod on twitter check us out on youtube for uh covering the bad batch episodes when they release and um then just normally we have our uh normal podcast in um you know, your Apple feeds and whatnot, uh, wherever you find good podcasts. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, be back on that once Bad Batch wraps up. And uh, then you can follow me at Nuquishus. It's at, at N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. And um, also, if you uh, want to continue to listen to some other things, you can help the Imperial Center podcast out on Patreon and join as a Patreon member and hear another show called the Sacred Jedi Bricks that Reed and I do together where we watch the Lego Star Wars stuff um, and all that uh, all fun Lego things Lego talk so um, yeah you can catch us all there all right and then you can find me over on oxo radio a star wars podcast where you've got my main show uh the the first show on the feed which was uh, which is just me doing star wars interviews with different people and the different personalities around um, recently we talked to chris ryan's from baraxium we had a uh, daniel jose older on to talk about what he's been up to in the higher public including uh, his novel and idw comic book series um, more stuff coming in the way of that main show. And then there's also our spinoff show, our first spinoff, uh, The Mandatorian Creed, the sister show where Tori Fox of the Creature Cartel Shop does all of her different series and different Star Wars topics. And then coming very soon, Nikki and I are going to be rewatching all of Star Wars Rebels on a brand new third show for that podcast feed called A Rewatch Between Worlds. Look forward to that launching very soon as well. Um, and then there's going to be other fun projects coming up um, in the way of some writing stuff. Um, you know, an Octo Radio website. I have teased it online. Uh, there is stuff in the works um, going on in that way um, later on this year. Maybe some uh, maybe some Patreon stuff. But for right now, um, we'll just leave it at that, and we'll pass it over to Reed. Yes. Okay. So you can check me out at the Babble Bubble, where I'm finally breaking my silly hiatus of sorts because. Things are calming down a bit on my end. Got three or four good episodes lined up to come out over the next month or so. So check that out. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcast and you can follow me on the good old socials for Y2K Babble on Twitter and on Instagram. That would be the Babble Bubble. Alrighty then everyone. Looks like that's going to do it for the, I guess the whole commentary run. For season one, we finally got our little reject in Last Chance Saloon uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides by uh, the one and only Rob Marshall. Snuck in right at the end. So we're, we're happy to welcome it to the group. And we, gosh, we can't wait to, to get started again with season two and, um, it, you know, bring some more movies into the, the, the hallowed halls of the one and done film club. 
all sorts of great things coming up. So, uh, yeah. So why should your songs be unfit for my horse? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, keep keep catching some of these uh, off-season episodes, some great treats, and then we'll be right back at it with season two. Can't wait to have you with us. Uh, we will catch you then. Thanks for listening. Keep up with Nikki, Reed, and Alden on Twitter over at One and Done Show. That's the word one, the letter N, done, and show all together. There you'll find updates, movie conversations, and more. Also find the One and Done Film Club across all of your podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and more. And lastly, be sure to pick up your popcorn buckets and other trash as you exit theater. See you next time.